This is the Rays Radio Network. A one-two pitch. He popped him up into left field. It is playable. A Rosarena to his left. And for the fourth consecutive year, the Rays will return to the postseason as they've done every year since 2019. Welcome to Countdown to Opening Day. Get a deep breath for Jason as he comes set. Now the pitch. Swing and a ground ball is short. Wander has it. Goes to the bag out. Throws the first. Double play. It's a double play. And Jason Adam comes in with a bases loaded, nobody out situation and keeps it a scoreless game. Coming up, we sit down with Rays players, coaches, and front office executives to discuss the latest news in Rays baseball. Here's your host, Neil Solons. Hi, everybody. Good afternoon. Welcome to Tropicana Field. We are counting down the days, 11 days until opening day when the Rays take on the Tigers right here at Tropicana Field. Right now, we're getting set for the Rays and the Toronto Blue Jays. Andy will join me at the top of the hour, and today kind of feels like much closer to the start of the regular season because the pitching matchup is very regular season-like. Many of the starters for both teams are in the lineup, and on the mound, Drew Rasmussen and Alec Manoa certainly would be a great matchup in the regular season and both starting pitchers probably getting stretched out to about four or five innings or so. In fact, getting closer to opening day means more cuts and the Rays are down to 59 players in camp after announcing 11 moves yesterday. None of them really surprising. All non-roster players, maybe the most impressive, Kyle Manzardo, who did a terrific job offensively and defensively in his first big league camp. He, of course, was the minor league player of the year in the race system last year. We've still got four players who are out at the World Baseball Classic and will be for a little bit longer. Jason Adam and Team USA beat Venezuela yesterday. They're in the semifinals. And you've got Mexico with Randy Rosarena, Isak Paredes, and Jonathan Aranda uh, playing in the semifinals against Japan. That is tomorrow. As far as the show goes today, you're going to hear from Brady Williams. He knows a lot of the young players in the race system. Of course, he was the Longtime manager for the Durham Bulls and is a first-time third-base coach for the Tampa Bay Rays. We're going to hear from him a little bit from now. But we're going to start our show with a guy who's had a really impressive camp and also is, I think, impacted a lot by the fact that Brady Williams is here. He's hit three home runs already so far this spring. That's second most for the Rays, and that is one Josh Lowe. And we'll hear from Josh in just a moment as we get set for baseball on this Sunday afternoon. I also want to remind you that uh, you can celebrate the 25th anniversary of Rays Baseball on opening day, Thursday, March 30th at 310. Learn more about notable moments in Rays history and purchase your tickets at RaysBaseball.com. As mentioned, Josh Lowe, featured guest on the program today among the players, and I asked him what he's focusing on going into this, his second Major League season. Just to keep it simple. Um, be myself, stay within myself, not try and do too much. Um, we made some good adjustments in the off season, um, and so far they've been paying off. I'm just finding success in that. It's just building confidence for me. What were the adjustments, and were they more mental or physical? Uh, I'd probably say 50-50. Um, yeah, there, there was times last year when I, I felt like I wasn't really as committed to my plan or my approach um, when I'd go up to the box, but now it's just you know developing a plan and, and staying committed to that. Um, when it comes to the physical side, um, in my setup, I've lowered my hands a little bit, and that's just tried to cause some more or create some more comfortability and just be more relaxed when I go up there. Spring training generally is about process and not about results. But since you did make some changes, from a mental standpoint, are results somewhat important? They help. 
but I, I wouldn't necessarily say that I, I put all my, my weight into results. Um, I think a good result in spring training is hitting the ball in the barrel. Um, you know, not so much about chasing numbers or whatnot. Um, and I think a lot of that, you know, if you can carry that into the season, that's that's what helps guys out for the year. It's just, you know, did I hit the ball in the barrel? Did I swing at a good pitch? And those are just some things going forward that I'm going to find to be successful results for me. The changes that you have made, you mentioned some of the physical, but you also have changed the kind of bat that you have. Describe to our fans what you did and how so far you felt. Yeah. Um, I remember we talked about this at FanFest a little bit. Uh, it's kind of like going to a, a golf pro or a golf simulator and getting fitted for golf clubs. Um, you're going to want to play with what suits you. So I figured, you know, and the team figured, why not do the same thing for baseball? Um, I go up there, you know, feeling like I'm using the right bat, the one that's fitted to my swing, tailored to, to myself. Um, it's going to give me the best chance to go up there and, and, you know, put a good swing on a pitch and, and good results will happen. So I, I feel really comfortable with with the bats that we found. Um, you know, it fits my swing and I love them. A lot of guys have done it, including your brother. Did he suggest it or did you see what he was doing or how did it all come about? Yeah, he, he'd suggested it before, um, but this was more of a a raise thing they wanted to uh to get it done but the cool thing about it is you can go there and you have some some questions about things some of the different you know data we're looking for and we were able to get answers to that and it's just good stuff how much has he helped you because you see the way he has grown over the years and there's no saying with your athleticism and abilities that you can't make similar jumps yeah um i think just being able to to watch him um, it's really helped, you know, watch him develop as a player, watch him develop um, as a person. Um, you know how hard he works. Everybody knows how hard he works. There's no secret about that. And to finally see everything, you know, come to fruition for him to put together the season that he had last year, it's just the beginning for him. Um, just goes to show that, you know, hard work's going to pay off no matter how long it takes or how long it doesn't take. But the harder you work, the, the better off you're going to be. There are a lot of things that seem different for you this camp. I think one of them is Brady Williams is here. Describe what Brady has meant to you. He's, you know, he's seen me for two of my best seasons in the minor leagues. Um, and being able to have him here kind of gives me that same comfortability and just reminds me, you know, sometimes when I need that reminder of how good of a player I actually am. Um, I know he believes in me. I believe in myself the same way. But uh, for him to be there through, you know, the ups and the downs that we've had in the minor leagues together, um, it's huge for me. It's someone I can rely on to talk to and have him be honest with me about how things are going. There are a number of guys that are vying for roster spots, like yourself, that also he's seen at his best. How much of an influence do you think he is on the on the group of you? Uh, I think it's huge for everybody. Um, you know, not only the guys that are just going for roster spots, but I think he is a hard worker as well, and I think he's going to push the guys that are already, you know, they already have a spot and make them get better at what they do um like i said he's a hard worker he's going to bring the best out of everybody he's a competitor he loves the game and he, he knows the game really well so i'm excited for him this being his first season to you know him to learn a lot and for also for a lot more players to learn from him the game has changed a little bit this year with the a lot of the minor league rules now being used at the major league level what have you noticed in spring training and how can some of those rule changes here help you um the clock feels a little quicker right now. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure if that's just because of, you know, there's a there's a brand new rule and they're trying to emphasize 
hey, this is how the rule works. We want things to get going. Um, but right now it does feel a little bit quicker, but I think guys will get used to it. Um, it's obviously, you know, you've seen the stuff on Twitter and whatnot. It's sped up the games by solid 30 minutes as a whole um, and everything. The uh, stolen bases, I think that'll definitely increase. As we're seeing right now, more guys are stealing, running, figuring that thing out um, with the pickoffs and whatnot. Um, so we'll see how that progresses as the season goes on. But in the last thing, the uh, shifts and the bigger bases, I think it's good for the game. I think it's good for hitters. <laughs> I know we're all excited about that. You know, We can finally roll over on the ball and not be out. Um, but, yeah, I'm excited for this year and the new rule changes take place. You have always been not a good base stealer, but a really good base stealer. What makes for that, and how much because of that can these rules help you? I think part of the minor leagues is about trial and error, um, figuring out who you are as a player. And when I was in AA, I, we had a great first base coach there, Gary Reedus, um, and he taught me a lot about stealing bases, when to go, when not to go, if you've got a good jump, or if you don't, when to shut it down. Um, but I'd say really in AA was the first year where he encouraged me a lot just to really test myself and, and see how well I can steal bases. Um, and so I... I from 2019 on, you know, I, I, I kind of learned how to steal bases at a at a better rate, and I've just kind of run with it, literally. <laughs> the limits on throws over and the clock can be a benefit because you know when the, the pitcher has to come to home plate. How much can that help a base runner, whether it's you or some of the other fast guys on this roster? A lot because uh, those pickoffs or disengagements are huge for the pitcher, especially in different situations. You know, they want to to step off to clear their mind for a second to, to take a deep breath. Now they don't have that as much anymore. If they're more worried about you, you know, maybe that's the, the opportunity the hitter gets because the pitcher is more worried about the base stealer than make a mistake over the plate. You get a good pitch to hit, hit a home run, and you win the game just because of a little thing like that. Um, so I think the, the pickoffs and the base runners, base stealers, can really impact the game a lot this year. This is a very unique spring training. We've mentioned the rule changes, but also the fact that you're here. How much does that create even a greater comfort level as an outfielder, getting that much more, many more reps at Tropicana Field under the under the roof? It's great. Um, it's it's great for all of us to get back under the roof and see the ball fly off the bat and and get more reads, you know, because you don't get this during the regular season. You know, you, you get maybe one exhibition game here and you hope all is all is right when the season comes around. But now you can really you know test yourself and and get get a better feel for the field. Um, it also helps younger guys who are going to come up at some point during the season and they'll now they won't be as shell-shocked when they get here for the first time and see the field. They'll be comfortable with it. For you, you've won at every single level. What would make success for you this year? Um, that's a good question. Um, I, I think winning is, is definitely at the top of the list. Um, we all know that the, the people we have in this clubhouse is a very talented group, whether it's on the offensive side or defensive side of the ball. Everybody here is hungry to win. Um, we all know that. We've been in the postseason, what, five years in a row now, four years in a row, whatever it is, and you know we're all looking to take that next step. Um, I think going as deep as we can into the playoffs would be a successful season for us, um, and we're excited to do that. Well, here's to a very successful sophomore campaign. Thanks for a few minutes. Thank you. And that's Josh Lowe, race outfielder. He's not in the lineup today, but I'm sure we're going to see him a whole lot in the regular campaign. 
And as he mentioned, Brady Williams has had a pretty big impact on him, and we'll hear from Brady coming up in our next segment. A single game tickets for Ray's Spring Training presented by Visit Tampa Bay are on sale now. To see the whole schedule and purchase tickets, you don't have a whole lot of time left, go to raysbaseball.com slash spring. Again, coming up, you'll hear from Brady Williams, Ray's new third base coach. We'll do that when we return to Countdown to Opening Day today from Tropicana Field. This is 95.3 WDAE and the Race Baseball Network. Rays 2023 single game tickets are on sale right now. Witness your Rays matchup against the Dodgers, the Yankees, the Braves, and more. Tickets start at just $10. Purchase at RaysBaseball.com. The 2023 season presented by Bayfront Health. Neil Solon's with you from Tropicana Field. Top of the hour. Andy will join me. Rays taking on the Jays. Drew Rasmussen on the hill. Of course, on this program, Countdown to Opening Day, I chatted with the third base coach of the race, Brady Williams. He told me his first major league camp in that position has been great. Not really knowing like what the role was going to be like, and um, but I, I really feel like it's been pretty much what I've been doing the last you know ten years of, of my manager career, and that's really focusing on the infielders and pregame work. Um, obviously, I've coached third base, you know, for my whole career as a manager, and so that's nothing new for me. Uh, for me, it's just getting getting used to and getting known. Getting, getting used to the players um, and and how they run the bases. And so uh, it's been fun, obviously, being here in the trap, too, to get some reps early on here that the games really don't mean anything. And so you can make your decisions and, and learn. And I don't want to make mistakes, but if I'm going to do them, do them now so that when the season comes, uh, we're ready to go. As a third-base coach, is it more important to know your players or know the opposing players and the way that outfield plays, because you're going to go to some parks that you're not familiar with yet. Definitely, definitely our players. You know, I got to know our guys. You know, how they're feeling, what their legs are like, um, how they run the bases, the reads, and the reads on balls. And so it makes my decision um, easier over there at third base. And then obviously you want to take into consideration the, the, the opposing outfield arms and, and where they play. And so uh, that's going to be through uh, our scouting department and 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 and, and knowledge that they, they bring to the table and. Um, you know, hopefully you can kind of use them both to make the best decision over there. You're going to learn new ballparks, too, and, and the nooks and crannies of them, and certainly that'll play into it. But you're also getting the chance to get a month in games at Tropicana Field, and I'm guessing that helps because you see how fast the turf plays and see how things play out. It helps you get a, a real good feel there. Yeah, for sure, and that was one benefit of you know obviously spring training not in Port Charlotte was kind of a bummer but you know the one positive is that we're here at the TROP uh, for those reps not just for me but for some of these young players that are coming here who haven't played a whole lot in the dome you know the Josh Lowe's the the Brujans Aranda's Rayleigh's yeah they had some you know experience here but to get these reps here it's only going to help them. I'm guessing too that while he's at the World Baseball Classic that Rodney Linares is going to be a really good resource for you. How helpful had he been before he, he left for the WBC? Oh, extremely helpful. You know, I've, I've bounced stuff off of him. He's come to me with stuff just about, um, you know, how we're, how we're doing things and, and the, the, the lingo that we talk in the dugout, uh, talking to Cashy during the game, which he, which he did last year, uh, and even thoughts that come up during the game. You know, you, you talk about um, situations that come up, you don't really know until they come up, and then you, you, they come up and you, you come to the dugout and talk about them. Uh, he's been great to bounce stuff off of. They certainly have leaned on you, too, because a lot has changed with the rules, and you've dealt with most of them at the minor league level. How impactful do you think those rules will be on this group and on the game? I think you've already seen it. I mean, the, the, the amount of base stealing uh, that has already happened. I know at spring training guys are going to run more, but I still feel like they're running more than normal. Um, you know, it, ju it just it lends to more action. It really does because you really can't control the run game like you used to. 
Um, and then obviously with the clock and what that brings to the, to the table where there's a little more anxiety, a little more um, speed of play, and so you're not really focused on a whole lot other than the pitcher trying to get the hitter out. Um, and so I, I love them. I think it, I think it really it, it's going to help the game. Uh, as you've seen, the game times have been way, way down um, and the action has been higher. How much does the clock help a base runner in that if it gets down to two or one, you know at that point, that point it's really about timing the delivery. And you can you can do that, you know, especially if a pitcher's already had a step off or he's picked over already, and now all of a sudden the, the, that clock's going down to, to two, and then one, he knows he's probably not going to come again. And you're seeing those guys with that vault that vault jump or vault lead, and they're going, they're, 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 they're getting a huge jump where the catcher has no chance to throw somebody out. Obviously, part of the reason that you've joined the staff is on simply on merit uh, and the great job that you did in Durham and throughout your, your career in the minors, but there's also something to be said for your knowledge of the young players. How impactful do you think you can be with some of the young players helping get their footing? You know, you just you hope you can bring some, some levity to, 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 the, to this game, uh, especially at the highest level. Knowing the stresses um, of what it, it takes here is hopefully bring some, some positivity, um, knowing that they've... I've seen them play at their best, uh, and they know that. Um, hopefully looking down there at third and they see me, they, they have a sense of calmness to them. Um, you know, I've, kinda, I've, I've seen it already with Josh. I feel like he's this spring he's looked really, really good. Um, his swings that he's taking are, have way more intent. Um, you know, his, his, his timing's really good. Like his, his misses are really good. I mean, he's, he's found the ball off just missing, and then obviously when he's making contact, he's doing some damage. Uh, so it's really, really a positive thing to see uh, here so far early in spring. How good can he be, and where can he be really good? I don't know. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I can't see the future. But you know what I've seen of him. If he can just be the, the player he's been, he's going to be a special talent. You know, he's just he can change the game in many ways. Uh, he has leadership qualities that he hasn't really that we haven't seen a whole lot yet um, at this level. But it, it just takes time, and some, when he has success, I think that will come. Uh, he's, he's starting to. You can kind of see him right now, where he's he's kind of carrying himself a little, uh, a little, a little better, and he's he's feeling good about himself right now. Who are some of the other young players that you've had and you've seen them at their best that you think also have a chance to take off this year? You know, Bruhan. I've always I've always said that Bruhan. He's just a dynamic player, and those guys don't really come along. Wander Franco is another one. Obviously, you've seen him play well here, but I still don't think you've seen the best version of Wander yet. You know, we've seen. Um, there's still more in there that he's shown, and obviously health is something to do with that. Uh, but I think if those guys can kind of feed off each other, if Bruin can get going, um, he can do a lot of special things on the field. It's just being 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 that more consistent player. And this camp has really allowed you guys the chance to look at some even younger players and get a fuller look at them because of the WBC. Yeah, I mean, at Curtis Mead. Who's who's really his, he's actually looked really good uh, in the batter's box. Tristan Gray, who we don't really talk about a whole lot of, but the monster year he had last year in AAA with the home runs, um, his defense really stands out on the infield. He can play anywhere. Uh, I still think he has a chance to, to be some kind of uh, special player for us, uh, whether that's early on or at some point this season. Um, you know, it, it's good to see those guys, Basabe and Simon, those guys, Manzardo, all these guys have kind of coming here and they've kind of held their own they don't really look overmatched um, which is really positive for us and I guess really good for the long-term view too yeah for sure you know if these guys are coming up and they kind of feel 
you know, good in their shoes. And, and at this level, they're not overwhelmed. Um, it's a positive sign because, you know, as you've seen and as a lot of people know, that we use our 40-man roster. I mean, if you're on it, you, there's a pretty good chance you're going to be at some point on this team uh, to help us. You touched on comfort level and feeling comfortable in your shoes. How comfortable is Kevin made you feel in your shoes for this first spring? Because, you know, there, there are a lot of first and second year staffers with the group. He's awesome. I mean, I, uh, he, he just he has a really good way about uh, keeping things light, um, you know, and keeping you, honestly, keeping you on your toes, making sure that you're doing your part to help us on a daily basis. But, you know, he's allowed me to really kind of the role I'm in, I feel like I'm the same role I've been in. And, um, you know, I'm, glad, I'm, glad, I'm kind of glad I'm going to deal with all the other stuff that managers have to deal with. I just get to worry about, you know, coaching third base and, and the infielders. And so uh, really appreciative and uh, looking forward to the season. And as we close in on opening day, because we're really not that far away, have you given much thought to what opening day will mean to you and your family because you are from a longtime baseball family? I really haven't. Um, I'm sure it'll probably hit me on the day. We'll see. Um, but it is it is a special moment. And in um, talking with some of the staff members that, ha that had their first moment last year, how not emotional it was, but just how you know you you, you want to get to this point, and you don't really know how you're going to react or feel. Uh, I just know that how I feel uh, right now is I'm ready for it, and I'm looking forward to the season. Well, here's to that and a whole lot of success and a whole lot more going forward. Brady, thanks for a few minutes. I appreciate it, Neil. Good talking with you. And that's Brady Williams. We'll continue and wrap up Countdown to Opening Day right after this from Tropicana Field on 95.3 WDAE and the Race Baseball Network. We welcome you back to our penultimate edition of Countdown to Opening Day because we're closing in on the season 11 days away. Drew Rasmussen and Alec Manoa squaring off as the race meet the Blue Jays at the top of the hour. And we certainly appreciate our guests on the program today, of course, those being... Josh Lowe, Rays outfielder, and third base coach Brady Williams, who we certainly hope is quite busy today. On the program next week, you're going to hear from Jeffrey Springs. Jeffrey, certainly a very big part of the Tampa Bay rotation, and Kyle Snyder, such a huge part of the pitching staff, the now longtime, I guess you could call him, pitching coach of the Rays. Hard to call him a veteran of the staff, but at this point, he certainly is that and a big part of the race this season. Thanks to Derek DuBose back at our network studios. Thanks to Mark Hayes on site and Alex Fuse for his assistance too. Uh, Neil Solon saying this is Countdown to Opening Day. I'll join Andy next with the Rays and Blue Jays. Thanks for being with us on Countdown to Opening Day at 95.3 WDAE and the Rays Baseball Network. Thank you for listening to Countdown to Opening Day. One ball, two strikes, the pitch. Swing and a line drive down the right field line to the corner. Gone! If you missed any of the show, download it at RaysBaseball.com slash radio. That might be Randy Rosarena's biggest hit of the 2022 season. Opening day will be here before you know it. Swing and a miss. He struck him out in the race win. For tickets, visit RaysBaseball.com.